You're listening to the Bleak and Review Podcast. Who is that? Quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. If you listen right now, it's like you're right here with me. Bleak and Review with the quarantine kickies. Post up on your couch and watch little Nikki take a load off and wash your hands. Cause Kevin doesn't have a whole lot planned. It's quarantine quickies. Quarantine quickies. Don't go outside cause it's gross and icky. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. You know, back when I was growing up in New York, the Big Apple, they called it, there was always this one guy, Ricky, on the corner, and he would go, Hey, I'm selling hot dogs here. Ah, we would have a laugh. Get ready for two more hours of this. It's my one-man show, and it's awful. Whoa, interesting energy to start with, Kevin. How we doing, everybody? (laughs) This is Bleak and Review, the Quarantine Quickie Edition number 44. I am Kevin Anderson, and I am speaking to you live from the middle of my workday. Unless you're my boss and you're listening to this, then I'm lying, and I have been nothing but diligent all day. That's, it's so easy to, to hide your tracks, folks. Just lie to everybody you meet, and you'll never have to uh, do anything. What a week, huh? What a week, in America at least. I don't know, how's your country doing? Y'all mostly figured out COVID out there. A little bit better than us, I think. So you're you're probably going to have a normal 2021. We're not. But, you know, we're buckling in for that. There was, uh, yeah, a lot of... Whew, since we last spoke uh, in the context of me being a podcast host and you being a person who's listening to this, I have had a lifetime of a week, it feels like. <laughs> Obviously, uh, last week... And then bleeding into this week, we had our big boy election, you know, for the big boy who gets to sit in the chair. And thank fucking God, it's like 98% going to be Biden unless, I don't know, a coup occurs. A coup occurs. Oh no, a cuckoo occur. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like so relieved. Like, because obviously this is what should happen. But I also have that thing in my brain of like, politics don't work, the system's broken, most presidents always win their re-election, regardless of how shitty they are, you know, George Bush, etc. George Bush Jr., of course, the, the W, our, our friend that we all like because we love the Lincoln Project. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Like, I, I was trying to put out the energy into the world that Biden would win, but you never know. And I still don't know. Like, what if Trump just doesn't leave? What are we prepared to do about that? Can we just send Michael Rappaport over to his house to beat the shit out of him? His house. Can we send him over to his house, the White House? <laughs> Rappaport went off on his Instagram. It's very fun. I don't know how to link that to you, but if you find it, you'll enjoy it. It was a. Uh, it was quite. Is quite a. I mean, I, we needed something. We needed something to cling to. Last time it was Trump getting COVID, and you know that didn't work out. I mean, you know, we still have tons of problems in the America to resolve we're not even close to out of the weeds on this because biden's still you know a centrist and loves cops for the most part but it's also like inspiring to know that like something kind of worked unless that's all part of the system where we're supposed to think it worked and they're really gonna focus blah, blah, blah. don't you love that guy the guy that can't let you have anything just <laughs> everything has to be yeah but actually 
Every good feeling you've had about anything in your life is wrong, and I'll tell you why in a video essay that takes 45 minutes. <laughs> it's rough. It's a, it's a rough deal. But it's nice to... I, I was so anxious this whole past, like the last week, you know, before it was finalized, finalized. And then on the night before it was not quite called yet, but it was right around the time that our state of Georgia flipped and went blue, which was exciting. I, um, I broke a nine-month, uh, no physical intimacy streak with, uh, with a girl upstairs who lives in my building. She's great. It was awesome. We immediately, afterwards, both regressed into our own insecure habits and made things weird for a weekend, but then we talked it out, and it was cool. So, like, that's two good things. Democracy kind of succeeded, and I got to kiss a lady, you know? I'm clinging to this shit right now. Don't fucking poo-poo on me right now. I need to cling to, to a few good things. Uh, speaking of a few good things, yeah, I don't really want to talk. I'm not going to tell you more information about that. You don't need to know more. All you need to know is I'm feeling okay, and I'm not, uh, I'm not getting bogged down by the news as much as I always do. I'm feeling a little bit better. I've also been like incredibly busy with work and stuff and, and getting Patreon podcasts back up on the rails. Patreon.com slash Bleak and Review if you want to go check it out. Fun Hinged is back as of this week. I think uh, yesterday on the day that you're hearing this, we dropped a new episode detailing what was going on. So go over there and consider donating money to me to hear me and Hollis Black's new show. Relatively new. I've been too busy to really even know what's going on. Like, my, like Joe K, friend of the show Joe K, will occasionally text me like oh my god did you see on twitter i'm like i didn't fucking see on twitter i don't know what's going on because i am just like dealing with customer problems or trying to woo a lady or you know just trying to have a, a, a an evening where i'm not glued to the mania and this the, the savagery of it all so that's where we're at and i'm gonna keep this intro short we're gonna go in for the close here because this is a was, I mean, like, every week is a great episode, of course. I only know great people who are on the show. Everybody who comes on the show is great. But um, this, is a, this is a fun episode, and you'll see why. It's, it's, it's Rick Wood, comedian, musician, mastermind. Uh, one of the funniest people I know. Also, like, one of the easiest people to talk to in the world. This I normally, like, edit around our, like, Hey, how's it going?s and stuff at the beginning and end of the interview segments. But this clip or clip, this segment that's coming up in a little bit, literally just started when we started talking. So you get to experience how fast Rick and I just got into being fucking goofballs and talking about shit. We got kind of kind of serious and philosophical. Talked a lot about um, male male emotional problems and and emotional types and, and ways to navigate that and existing while knowing you have a certain type of emotional problem. And it's, uh, it's great. He's a really smart guy and, and, and it's, he's very much worth your time. Listen to his shit. Also, I mentioned he's a musician. He's a fantastic musician. I'm going to link some of his uh, music stuff in the episode description of this, but instead of an advertisement this week, we have a uh, debut of a song that Rick wrote and produced for with his band, The Earth Satellites. It's called Material Child, and it bangs. Well, bangs makes it sound like it's about to be like dubstep or something. It's a really good song. So we're going to uh, actually bleed out here naturally, hearing Material Child by The Earth Satellites. And then when we come back from that awesome song, 
you're going to hear my uh, conversation with Rick Wood, and it's very fun and cleansing. And just remember, things can be good sometimes. You know? Don't rest on your laurels too much, but we still got work to do in America, but things can be good. And that's what I want to leave you with. Now take it away, Rick. I'm not your revolver I'm not your revolving door Take me out of your supply chain I can't do it anymore I'm not your performer I don't want to play that part There are no delicate surrenders in battle Child who was only ever walking away. I was an unknown soldier marching toward an early grave. I wish I'd have known that you couldn't say.
The Verizon guy was uh, gay or homosexual. I don't know what people like to be called. But anyway, it doesn't, it's about it the doesn't same. matter except for <laughs> Verizon was all upset about it. And, Is that true? Uh, well, I mean, they were like, you, you can't let anyone find out. I don't think I knew all I knew. The only controversy I knew about that guy was that he uh, started a, a simping for Sprint. Yeah. Well, at first I was like, man, this fucking dude has no loyalty whatsoever. And then I was interested <laughs> in his life because he's such a I'm trying to match my level to yours. Does it still sound OK? Oh, no, it sounds great. And uh, also this thing will uh, auto level our files later. I just started recording just to see what our waveforms look like. And we look good on my end over here. OK, cool. Well, I'm distorting a little now. But me with my bullshit. <laughs> All right. But so you were you were worried that that uh, Verizon guy was a traitor, and then you found out that he uh, probably left Verizon because they weren't cool with his sexuality. And you're like, you know what? Get your sprint, get your sprint fix on. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too concerned that anyone was uh, betraying these fucking <laughs> horrible, like the worst rated corporations or like cable internet providers and cell phone service. Totally. You know, it's like they all team up and agree like, hey, let's ev- if everyone does a half-assed job, then it's fine. Yeah, I would love to be in the meeting where every uh, cable or like internet high-speed quote-unquote internet provider got together and was like, so let's cap everyone off at like 35. <laughs> let's do that. Like we yeah, could give them a lot cool. more, but fuck them, you know? Like who cares, right? And they're like, yeah, we agree. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, you have to constantly be on their ass like, hey, you're thr- I'm paying you for this fast stuff and you keep – I swear to God, every time I use the speed – test checker it's like start slow and then somehow like they warn like hey these checking and they're like oh turn them up oh yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> they got somebody whose whole job it is is to they're like they're fucking around at a desk all day and then a little beep goes off it's like oh shit rick's checking his goddamn uh, speed give him some juice give him some juice <laughs> yeah and i have no idea how it works so i'm always like this is bullshit and I'm like, i don't know if maybe it's not bull maybe they're like listen everybody wants to look at some teenagers tits on OnlyFans right now and you just gotta get in line i'm like well, i got work to do you know? yeah at least you know at least they're they're here to provide the bare minimum for us you know they're really getting us through this year yeah i was in bangkok a couple years back and i had to upload some like you know uh photoshop some really large photoshop files for a gig sure and i told my buddy i was staying with i was like look we probably can't do anything for like an hour or two because i gotta make sure this shit uploads and then I hit upload and like 30 seconds later, it's like 16 gigs uploaded. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You guys are a second world nation? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think like I don't know the exact stats on it, but I'm pretty sure we are in the like bottom like fourth or fifth percent. Like we are the lowest percentile of Internet speeds in America as opposed to the rest of the world. And like that includes every type of nation. (laughs) Yeah, How are we a first world country? Like we can't hold a democratic election. (laughs) Right. Everyone's dying of like pills. (laughs) There's no jobs and the jobs there are are, like fake, you know, like. Yeah, the jobs are like shit where you just sit at a desk and check people's speed tests. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what I do really for a living, but they do give me some money and uh, I my, my my I don't have to pay that much for my own uh, health coverage. You know, they take yeah. care of some of it for me. So, you know, I really I'm really pretty blessed, to be honest. Every job is just to, like, make someone who's slightly up the ladder's life a little bit easier. <laughs> this it's is not ex- even a hill. It's like yeah. someone is shitting down an oily ladder <laughs> and screaming at you to climb. 
it's a game of shoots and ladders that you just can't roll the dice on. You just all you hit is shoots every time. Yeah, you know, that's you get, true. yeah America's nothing but shoots. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, that's the thing. T-shirt. I'm I'm feeling that right now because I'm in a situation where like I've been laid off. I've only lived in LA seven years and I've been laid off from three jobs just because somebody else bought the company. You know, like uh, it was first it was Mattel and then it was Disney. Uh, and well, I'm not, I've only been laid off twice, but now someone is potentially buying my new job. And I'm just like, how much progress do I get to make before someone just buys the thing that I work for and they just go, we don't need any of these parts and just send you down the chute, you know? Yeah. I mean, everything out here, you're just like at the whim of when someone feels like their pool's big enough. Yeah. Like everyone, every like person who's like, I got a great job at a nice little production company. It's like, dude, as soon as the guy that started it has the boat he wants and then uh, people coming around to buy it, you know, <laughs> exactly. he's just going to dump his pockets out. And then, and that's what I do. If I had to... a company and someone's like, we'll give you enough money that you can just retire. I'd be like, yeah, I'm out, man. <laughs> yeah. That's, care. that's the only way to quote unquote, make it is to build up a thing like as fast as you can while, you know, expensing the least amount to like paying your workers or, you know, whatever, having safe, procedures and then as soon as you can sell it you sell it and you go retire and everyone else dies <laughs> yeah wow we, the whole economy is just flipping people's dreams in <laughs> la anyway oh 100 percent. and speaking of flipping people's dreams we have uh flipped smoothly from that uh little musical interlude there into the cold open here on bleak and review i am kevin anderson still joining me today friend of the show certainly uh, coming in with that classic energy that he's known for, which is just everything is on fire and we're all going to uh, die, but it's pretty funny still. Rick Wood. <laughs> hey, yeah, that really is me. I'm always trying to escape that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like I'm as uh, Eeyore-ish as what the truth is. No, I don't think you are either. I think that um, your uh, comedy styling certainly tend to skew towards like, you know, like, misanthropic or, or, or like hopeless or like just angry, but like you're, you're, you know how to have fun and stuff. It's just, that's what, that's how you're funny. I think is, is by being like that. Yeah, I do have fun. <laughs> uh, a common complaint is that I can't take a compliment. I got that once already today. And, oh, sure, uh, yeah. and people are always like, they go on oh, one day, I'm going to make you excited about something. And <laughs> those are both valid. Uh, I do not take compliments. I just don't know what to do with them. No, I get it. I get it. What, what was the compliment that was given to you that you could not take? Uh, this today, it was just someone in my work Slack in the general channel. Someone very sweetly uh, figured out who was veterans and just two people. Oh, right. And, you know, because it's Veterans Day. I was going to uh, mention that. Yeah. I actually, you know, the way people get depressed around Christmas because their family's fucked up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that on Veterans Day, actually. Uh, not like heavily, but like it is this reminder of like, oh, yeah, you made a huge tactical error at a <laughs> severely important junction in your life and Oof. you're just always going to be spinning your wheels. Oh, but wow. But the alternative was not much better. Right. The alternative and, and really was just language. Right? Not that everyone who joined the service is. I mean, I just, I fucked up a little bit. Yeah. I think, I think it's a weird thing that, uh, uh, I think like you said, it can go a lot of ways. Cause like my brother is also, he's ex-military and he did it like the way of like, I'm going to do this for the bare minimum amount of time. I'm going to get some cushy job where I'm not like actively being shot at or whatever. And then I'll use the 
thing for college because that's how they trick you is that's how they trick a lot of young people who can't pay for college as well. If you put your life on the line for a lie, then you might be able to uh, exist in this country for a little bit longer afterwards. Yeah. So he, he did, did he it. Did he college though? He did. Yeah. And he has good a pretty good uh, tech job out there in North Carolina. He's doing uh, pretty well. That's where I mainly severely screwed up is that after I got out, I did not complete Oof. schooling. Uh, so it was just for a waste. And that's, mo- that's mostly on me. It is hard. It's, it's kind of hard to go to school at 21 after having been in the military. Sure. And it also, the money is decent for the GI Bill. It got better because of some 9-11 benefit, which I won't get into the boring details. Of, <laughs> I assume under comedy. On the <laughs> People can Google it. <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's not, it's not possible, and I'm not saying like woe is me, but it was more tricky, I realized, to like go to school and keep a roof over your head. Yeah. And I didn't have a thing. I didn't really know. I just had wanted to be like in music or something. Like I had I just didn't know what the hell to do with my life. And yeah, so you didn't, didn't have, have like a, a specific yeah, you didn't have like a specific like trajectory that you had mapped out like some people might when they get in that situation. Yeah. And then my mom had a real bad like health scare and I was Oof. like, all right. So I left Utah where I was to come home and, you know, hopefully help deal with some family stuff. And then, you know, try it again one time in Chicago and things just kept getting more expensive. And then I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to be a songwriter. And, uh, <laughs> so, but anyway, it's, uh, and well, now it, I work at a, at least now I have managed to work from home in the middle of a pandemic and everything else. And in the yeah. Slack, they were happy veterans day to me and this other guy. And I was like, Oh, well, you know, more so for, uh, this dude, I was just in the air force. <laughs> that doesn't count. Privately messaged me. He was like, I'm one day I'm going to see you take a compliment. I, like, <laughs> I get that though. I get when, when someone compliments you, uh, and you know, I'm getting better about it. I think I used to be way worse about it. Cause I would just deflect everything because it's that imposter syndrome thing of like, Oh, well, what, what, what do you really mean? Like, why are you saying that you have some ulterior motive? You can't just be nice to me because I'm not worthy of, of having nice things said at me. I think it's, I think yeah. it's where my brain goes with it. At least there's a lot of psychology for that. Someone pointed out to me years ago, my friend, Anna, she did that. And I was just kind of, Oh, you know, Anyone could do, you know, that's basically what I was like. Anyone could do this. Oh, yeah. Um, you always have to diminish your accomplishment or whatever. Yeah. And then her response, she was like, he, she goes, you know, when I say something nice to you, it's like I'm trying to give you a gift and you won't accept it. And that, right. is, and I was like, oh, great. That just made it worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. Imagine oh, that scenario. <laughs> I'm glad I'm hurting your feelings while I feel fucking insane. <laughs> someone, someone comes up to you and goes, uh, Hey, happy birthday. And they give you a box. You just go, no. And slap it out of their hands. Like, <laughs> And then you tell people about that stuff. They go, Oh, it's cause you're autistic. And you're like, Oh, great. So that thing that, <laughs> that everyone's making fun of people for, I'm that too. Great. Good. Is that still is that still a thing? I thought we came to a, a consensus, at least in the uh, uh, the liberal uh, leftist comedy spheres of social media, that like that's not a great punchline anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, consensus and what happens in private is vastly <laughs> that, different, that even is... amongst the most uh, progressive voices in the you know, especially comedy, right? Oh, absolutely, I mean, I, everyone's I'm not, full of everyone's shit. secretly saying the f in the n-word and stuff but it's like it's severely like more porous than it appears oh absolutely there are a hundred percent people that will drag others on twitter for for a, a problematic phrase who scream the n-word out of their car window <laughs> like in private yeah, I mean, like, there's people who get that bad 
<laughs> everything I've really like becoming uh although it, it wasn't too big of a window but after uh I got divorced and was like oh I'm single I'm going you know I realized I was like uh girls even like the most like guys need to be just like this I was like oh they hate some of them hate this even though they don't <laughs> like right they kind of I'm not being like girls want you to treat them like shit don't take that from what I'm saying but it is a little more like Oh, there's a weird, and I'm not saying women are just fucked up. I, I imagine this happens with guys too, and in, in different combinations of gender and relationships. But in my, I can only speak to like pretty heteronormative bullshit. Sure, same. And, I mean, and same, uh, of course, same here. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I love how like everything I say, I'm like got a 20 minute disclaimer. Like, in case you couldn't tell, I'm just a regular fuckhead. Um. <laughs> that's a that's a thing that I do often this where I reference something that happened today like like we're talking right now that it's Veterans Day today and in the intro I'll be like it's Veterans Day on the day I recorded this if you're listening to it on the day that it came out and I have to contextualize it like anybody oh, gives yeah. a fuck <laughs> <laughs> but you did mention uh, uh, something uh, I kind of want to talk to you about because we actually haven't I don't think you've been on the show since uh, your divorce and we got we we were newly single men around the same time last year. And we, yeah, uh, we had some harder with your single time and <laughs> everyone told me too. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And Wait, I was that like, I was smarter. <laughs> yeah. Cause you kind of fucking, you sort of had a nice slutty summer. Didn't you? I, did, I sure, I sure did Rick. I sure did. Yeah, I, I fucking like fell head over heels for a, a really mean person. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. It was brief and intense and toxic and really fucked me up. So if it makes that, you feel any better, I had a slutty summer and then a, a, a devastating fall uh, where I also fell head over heels for somebody I who was pathologically romantic. Too, but it, it happened in, oh, it also happened in fall. I went from summer into fall somewhere. So this was a multi-season uh, heart, uh, heart issue. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like I get a lot of fucking like targeted ads about narcissism psychology. <laughs> Wait, what are these ads? <laughs> it's just like, I mean, I don't even care about it that much. It's just at some point in the night, you're like, "What the fuck happened? What did I do? What went wrong? Why would someone all of a sudden switch like that on me?" And then you're like, you know, people, oh, that's a narcissist. And you're like, come on, I'm not gonna be one of these fucking people who's always on war asking like, "What should I do about my narcissist?" But then the <laughs> internet wants you to get sucked into that. I'm like, look, I'm not saying anyone's a narcissist, but I'm saying a lot of the stuff on this checklist happened. <laughs> Are you saying like, but you're saying like the internet kind of tries to? I feel like that is very true. By well, the way, just like on something once, right? It's constantly trying to like when you buy socks and then all the <laughs> right. internet, like this guy fucking loves socks. You oh know, no, like absolutely. I just socks once and I'm locked in my house now and I'm not I'm not going to take a fucking trip to Target for socks. You know, I'll just <laughs> go online and buy socks. Oh, I buy everything. Yeah, I haven't I barely go to the store anymore. But I guess what I was what I was thinking was like that thing of like you were like googling something about like personality disorders to like maybe diagnose this person uh and then now you're getting targeted ads for like pathology well that's kind of what happened it doesn't start as like i'm trying to prove that someone has a mental disorder because that's equally narcissistic and psychotic behavior. oh sure yeah yeah, yeah. Like you know you end up reading fucking i don't know if you're me you were fucking with one person for 14 years Oof. and then you get out there in the wild and you know i was like a a puppy in the street like a yeah I can't, I can't even imagine because i was only working off three and a half years which is still you know a relationship but like 14 and years is, young still so the world I, like the yeah. world changed a lot i'm a i'm 37 i'm a fucking geezer i'm so old i have to say i say my age more than any other person because people are like he looks 50 <laughs> <laughs> 
I've not dealt with the stress of it well. I'm every hair is gray now, which is better than being blonde in your thirties. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I, I, I have, my hair has been thinning this year aggressively. And I think it's a stress thing because of how 2020 has been, but, uh, I'm starting to be, I bought fucking Rogaine today. I was like, Oh shit. I just turned 30 a few months ago. So I'm like, Oh, this is the, uh, this is the trajectory, I guess. So, you know, I'll be right there with you soon. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, mine's mostly stayed gray. It's a little thinner. My hairline has always been jacked up. Like I've always had a five head. Um, And I say that and people are like, bullshit, you're just trying to. And then I found some old pictures the other day and I was like, good Lord. (laughs) Look at all that forehead. Yeah, it's just like, it was just big, oily. It's like bulbous. Like my whole, every part of my head that has a curve, it's like, it's like brains are trying to explode out of it. <laughs> you know, so smart. Uh, Dude, I, I have always been super self-conscious about the shape of my head. And I don't think it's that big of a, like, I don't think there's really anything wrong with it, but I just assume that if I buzzed my hair and I haven't, uh, pretty much i don't think i've ever actually buzzed my hair i've had really short hair but i've never buzzed it but i just assume that it's lumpy and fat <laughs> i don't a know why good shaped head it's like Aww. just round enough oh well thank you so much <laughs> it's weird the stuff guys get insecure about because society right. doesn't really objectify us the same but we're still right. neurotic i could not be a woman because it's like every day they come up with like a new like my way whole life it was just tits Really, right. it was like tits and, you know, if you had a cute face. And there's only so much you can do with a face aside from surgery. I mean, breasts too, but <laughs> you can't like pad your face, you know. Right. So, you know, buy, there's not a wonder bra for your face. And then now it's like we went through a phase where like girls were like exploding their lips with suction device. And you're just like. Oh, yeah, like collagen and injections and stuff. Day, it's like you glue and shit. And I'm not just being like, well, poor women. Look how good I am. But right. I couldn't. I honest to God, I'd give, I'd be one of these, like, you know, just like, I don't wear makeup and fuck just you. Girls. Like literally fuck off. Like, does everyone leave me the fuck alone? <laughs> yeah, I get that. Cause I think to your earlier point, the only thing that guys have like, and there could be like, there's probably other stuff, but the main one that I think of in terms of like guy insecurities that come from like some form of media is like dick size because porn dicks oh, are all huge. Yeah, that's fucking like. Let's say yeah, that I guess that one is true. I don't have that problem. So um, I don't think <laughs> yeah, Rick's got a big dick, by the way. That's the main yeah. thing we wanted to get out That's in this it. interview. <laughs> I, I will say while I was married, I was convinced. I was like, I think I have a shitty dick or something because mm. my wife didn't really like me. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> devastating. It. It was, you know, it's just the libido is not really firing the same. No, so sure. I was, like, yeah. I, I was just like, I guess I fucking have a shitty dick and I suck at fucking. And I just resigned to that sort of. I was like, oh, well. And, you know, yeah, I, was I guess like, this is how I fuck now. It, You're you like, know? I guess this is how I fuck now. This is just how it happens This at this point in my life. Not like the external factors that are causing the libido to be like that. It's like, well, I guess biologically, I just fuck bad now. Yeah. Well, mine was more like she wasn't that interested. So I thought, like, oh, I must just suck. Like, right. Right. I'm right. Right. Bad. Or, you know, you just like internalize it. And it wasn't any of that. It was just like she had shit. You know, she probably wasn't feeling that confident. It was this shit I'm not going to get into on here. It's all, you know, we've both <laughs> got a this. lot of shit and we get along great. So let's just keep it at that. We'll keep it at that. I will say, though, that uh, for a while in my in my youth, youth, my actual youth, like, you know, college age, early 20s, etc., I got uh, I was very insecure about uh, the size of my dick or uh, my ability to fuck it. So I got really good at eating pussy because I was like, well, if I can make that, if I could do that well, then like whatever extra is just, you know, it's bonus at that point. Like I, they won't be that concerned with my dick if I'm great at eating pussy. And, you know, you know I think what? 
was an, an insecurity that I had that made me, uh, gave me a great life skill. <laughs> there you go. That's good. One time Laura Crawford and I, and some people were standing around in a circle and this very conversation was kind of happening. And she was like, God bless guys with little dicks. They're only people who learn to eat pussy. <laughs> but she said it in such a way that it still didn't matter. <laughs> I was like, huh, I eat, I'm I'm pretty fond of eating pussy. Like, yeah, yeah, and I have a dick. reasonably average dick. Yeah, now I say about uh, on the dick subject, then we can move on, I guess. <laughs> no, I no, we have go, to no do one, 20. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever really brought it up is my opinion on my, you know, I've, I've been in the military. I've seen, I've seen see 60 dicks. dicks at once. <laughs> 60 stressed out, terrified dicks. <laughs> some of them were unfortunate. Some of them, it's like, you don't deserve that. And, uh, <laughs> But you know what guys that are kind of stuck have a big dick for? So that the woman they end up with has something in her life. Right, 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 right. <laughs> like some reason to deal with this boring fucking guy. Uh, yeah. But mine, I'm like, this is just like, you know, you don't want to be the guy where she texts her friends like immediately. I got a text from a girlfriend of mine, not a girlfriend, like sec- like a how the f- we need like a friend, words. like a platonic friend that's also yes. not your gender. <laughs> and then she was like, "Oh my god, they, we need to invent something you can put over a little dick." And I was like, "That exists." <laughs> and, it's uh, called a cod piece. <laughs> yeah, girls are much nicer than you think, though. They're horrible when they're talking to just each other. From what I can gather, they spill the beans. But yeah, I was like, ever, "I was like, what? Ever- how small was it?" Because I'm, you know, at the time gauging like, "Oh, what is small exactly?" Would not. Would not give any detail whatsoever. You were trying to say from, that in a leading I way. I with some dude from like whatever Tinder or something. And it oh, was sure, like, yeah. you just felt like, she's like, I just felt like you could have used something. And it would be <laughs> nice, but it's just not going to work. Yeah, I, I think about that like when uh, female uh, lady friends of mine, female lady friends of mine, of course, uh, when whenever I hear them like t- trash talking, like uh, – like whether it's a Tinder hookup or like an ex or whatever about like sexual stuff. I don't get like, I don't get that like alpha shit of like fucking girls are always talking shit about us. Cause like the dudes are who say that shit always are objectifying women behind their backs all the time. But I definitely take notes and go like, all right, how can I avoid being talked about like this in the future? That's a good, <laughs> that's yeah, a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I'm always amazed at, uh, and this might just be me, but like, because I also know a bunch of like, it's comics are the worst, really. Oh, right? sure. Absolutely. Like this other girl isn't a comic, but this, but other comics I know, women, they love, they like, I think that's all they talk about sometimes because I'll be hanging out with, I got a lot of like gay best friend energy with some girls. I know. Like, <laughs> oh, so, Rick, dude, me too. Married. It's me like, too. Oh, well, Rick's, you know, he's never skeezed on us because he's like unrelentingly monogamous when he's in a committed <laughs> relationship. We always go out to the married bars with him and it's fun because no one's trying to have sex with us. Yeah, <laughs> I've just made myself like a non-sexual object to all these people and then found myself single. I mean, I'm, I did fine anyway and I got a really great girlfriend now. But um, well, you, do hear all the, you hear all the same uh you know, they just talk in front of you like there's not a guy there. And I'm just like, God, I don't think I've ever talked about a woman's pussy this much. You were talking about every one of my friend's little dicks. <laughs> and, like, if some guy has a tiny cock in L.A. comedy, I know. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm like, you've never fucked a comic. Yeah, if 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 there's like if there's a guy who's either like bad at sex or has a small dick or did something weird during or sex, like too. 
Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, <laughs> I know so. But that's why I was saying no one's ever talked about mine, I don't think. Because it's not like a, it's, you know, no one's ever been like, oh, you know, you, you, I've seen the look in the eye in some of these pornographic films when that thing comes flopping <laughs> out of the gray sweatpants. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. oh, I'm going to have to deal, you know. Are you talking about like an actual real big one or one of those videos with the giant fake rubber dick that the guy has like tied around oh, his waist with hilarious. Fl- Dude, and whenever it, like, I- more cum yeah. than like, <laughs> like the end of Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, I'm actually, this is such a funny, I'm so glad we're talking about this because I come across those videos, no pun intended, occasionally. I'm always, I'm always like, Rick, don't be nasty. Stop talking about sex all the time and being this pervert. And then I, every time I got a podcast, I'm just like, yeah, like a bunch of cum. <laughs> but here's the thing is, I don't think, that I've we've ever had this energy in conversations before because earlier I was gonna say when we were talking about like I don't think I've ever talked about a woman's pussy like these girls are talking about my friend's dicks I was like I can't imagine what you talking about like a random fuck night would even sound like we we're like trying to like yo bro let me tell you how this shit went down like I can't imagine you specifically doing that so it is I, fun to get that from you <laughs> I don't like to do it much no me neither like I, don't, I mean and not like sometimes i feel like stuff i do sounds like i'm being trying to be like all proper and right like i'm better than i'm just like i don't i mean it just i don't want to be talked about too i get i get also you want people to be like oh yeah he fucks like a robot like it's like he won't stop you know or anything good (laughs) i I just try to stick to the good stuff yeah i get like hyped like i I like to uh, tell my friends like if i like pull something off like recently and i'll keep this very brief because uh for reasons you'll find out in a second i i hooked up with my neighbor recently which was fucking awesome and yeah, like I imagine a lot of that's happening yeah but like also her roommate listens to this podcast so i don't want to get into it but like also i didn't like tell when i was talking about it with like my comedy friends and stuff i never was like here's the details on all this shit i was always just like dude it was oh, cool yeah. because i was intimate with somebody and it was fucking dope like yeah, that's all i want to go yeah she was awesome yeah but, she, and yeah, she was what do you say about a vagina really i guess if you've like are some fuck expert like if you're alan strickland williams he probably has like a fucking like <laughs> what spreadsheet about what is good pussy <laughs> what a specific fucking name drop <laughs> He's so he's just out there fucking everything that moves. He's horny as shit. That's his I whole mean, brand. I don't feel bad saying his name in conjugation with like lots of sex. So that's why that's why he's, he's getting name drawn. He's thin, he's successful, he wears a suit, he's killing it. Yeah, he's got the whole fucking thing figured. I was like last year at some point, I was like, that's what I gotta do. I gotta figure out how to just be like not give a shit and just fuck around like Alan. You don't get hurt. It is. I mean, (laughs) now I'm just in a relationship, which is nice too. I'm probably better at that than the like seven girlfriend shit. Yeah, I was gonna say. But you know what I mean? Like they all know. Everyone's just he's reading the ethical slut and shit, and it's like, what the fuck? Oh no! (laughs) He's like the younger brother in Better Off Dead. John Cusack movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's this running gag where his little brother is like just becoming a playboy in the background. Like he's always reading books, like how to pick up trashy women. Or uh, was it the game? <laughs> of yeah. course. I mean, I know that wasn't in the movie because it came out way later, but uh, that's that's probably the modern equivalent of that, which I love because the the guy who wrote the game ended up uh, uh, retracting everything and realizing it was toxic as fuck and going on record as saying like this book sucks. Uh, and he wrote like a re- a revised version, but people still oh, wow. swear by it. Yeah, it's crazy, well, right? The problem with that stuff is it works. Yeah, but it works on people who need to address some kind of like they're not like they're fucking fucked up i mean they're fucked up in the way most people are right they're like, they're in a some, like, yeah. yeah you have some very like average therapy things to go through 
Exactly. Yeah. That like, I was actually, we were talking about this on last week's episode with Rob Smallwood is like, you accept the kind of love that you think you deserve. Right. So if somebody is like doing some PUA shit and like, and like, you know, negging and stuff. And you're like, well, I'm kind of a piece of shit that, that he's kind of right about that. I guess he's onto something. And like, and it works both ways too. It works from uh, across, I'm sure across, again, can only speak from a heteronormative perspective, but I'm sure that works, uh, translates across all, all relationship styles. It's, it's. Oh, yeah, you, girls could you, do it to guys easily. If they easy. Oh, I've had it, it done. In their own <laughs> way do I've it. had it done to me. <laughs> yeah, it's slightly different. Yeah, it's just like, you know, it's like the difference between a man's and woman's bike frame from the 60s. It's like <laughs> pretty much the same mechanics, except this bar slopes a little bit that way. Yeah, and then one of them's uh, uh, a little bit more expensive for no reason. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> because society is broken. <laughs> yeah, but that's no way to like, I mean, it works to like basically manipulate people into, you know, a limited engagement, what you want. Totally. And then... But if you try to build a relationship on that, it's, you know, it's a rough foundation. Oh, absolutely. You're going to end up in couples therapy or someone's going to end up in therapy and you're probably going to definitely end up. I mean, every relationship ends up broken up or you (laughs) die at the end, which is great. That's yeah. Isn't that always a fun thing to think about every once in a while? (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) That it all ends in tears somehow. Unless you fucking murder suicide. (laughs) Actually, I feel like my marriage was great, you know. I feel like we probably could have got we probably could have snapped out of it sooner. Sure. But there wasn't any like real fighting or screaming. I don't Yeah, from what I remember. We don't have any regrettable like sentences, you know? It's just like I mean, there are things I regret for sure, but they're like really adult and boring things. No, I get that. But I think I remember from what I remember from our uh, our late night uh, bar conversations when we were both newly single, uh, it was more of those things that we were kind of going through the same, like it's more of a melancholic vibe instead of a uh, like, fuck that bitch. Like it was no like resentment or anything that was just like, a, oh man, this huge chapter of my life is ending and it should end, but it still sucks that it's ending. <laughs> yeah, it's just growing pains. And then Absolutely. I also like... Uh, I'm okay. I'm pretty good with failure. I do have like, I'm not good at uh, failing and then not gleaning anything from it. Like it makes me fucking crazy. So, and then that did happen with like, you know, that has happened in my life romantically. And you're just like, that has driven me far more insane where I'm like, what the fuck happened? And then you just have to be like, it's just some. It's just whatever. You're never gonna know what that was, and you're gonna have to quit beating yourself up for it, and you're gonna have to quit being all fucking pissed off about it because you're just, you know, I'll just Kobayashi my it to death. I'm like, there is a solution so that I, this will never happen again. I don't want the, and it's like it's gonna probably happen again. If you're vulnerable, you will get hurt. But yes. Also, you may find a real connection. That's that's you know, very don't true. Don't ever say that. Go. Vulnerability opens your heart up for love to grow. Well, you can also let the coyotes in and they'll shit on the rug. <laughs> yeah. You leave the door open. Somebody might leave a bag of money in your foyer, but there also might be a murderer coming for you. <laughs> yeah. And, and like more likely than not, nothing is going to. It's yeah. just mostly. <laughs> it'd be like if, if uh, when you went fishing, sometimes you just pulled up like a bomb. 
Well, I think I got a big one on, and then it's like a bomb, but it's a cartoon bomb where you don't right. die. You just get all this shit on you. Yeah, you're, you're kind of speechless, so you have to hold up a sign that says, ouch. You, you get covered in soot. Your duck your yeah. duck bill flips to the backside That's of your cool. head. You twist. You know, what you do is you get your mouth back on front ways and just <laughs> take a deep breath and fucking press ahead. <laughs> That's so true, though. I, I love that you brought that up because that's actually something that I tweet a bunch of snarky shit. <laughs> like, no, I've done that. Don't do that. No, no, like, like the 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 learning, like you, like you said, when you ever ex- you experience like a big failure or a big like hurt in some way, like you have to glean something from it. Because I think a big part of my twenties, uh, early twenties and late teens was just like absolutely making the same mistake every time and not even like it took me a long time to even acknowledge that it was the same mistake i just thought like why doesn't anything work out the right way it's because you keep specifically getting attracted to women who have want nothing to do with you because you think it's fun to try to woo a woman who's not interested in you and like succeed like it's a video game and it's fun though it, shit yeah it's, it's fun until it like, fun. doesn't work <laughs> i know i wish it wasn't so fun because like, what just if like, this yeah, was a yeah. smith's album <laughs> oh, God. yeah you really do you go so if you're in a relationship and you catch yourself saying stuff like it's like a movie Ugh. get the kindly and easy just like just get out generally i've found from talking to other people and you know from some limited experience if you're like wow it feels like a movie don't text that person and then find out that they also aren't going to text you and then instead of getting hurt just be like fuck yes Mm -hmm. we smoothly avoided some fucking like you know, because it's just like don't that. be sending like, five texts in a row, knowing that eventually you're going to get blocked. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, damn, I've never gone to five, but uh, well, you know, it even double. I don't know. I was so like technology had sprung on me when I started dating, and I was like, I don't know what to do. I, I think yeah, there'd be times where I just wouldn't. I met this girl on Bumble, and we went on like one or two dates, and then I just wouldn't text much. And she's like, "You, what is your?" De-? I was like. Oh, the other girl I met like hated that I liked her unless she was really horny. Ah. So I don't know what to do. And she's like, yeah, no shit. I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I wasn't super into her either. Like right. I did not. I was just like kind of, I shouldn't have been trying to date again. Yeah. But I didn't know what I was. Well, I thought it was normal. I was like, all right, I got a marriage. I was like, that's it. People just fuck you up real bad. And then you just get callous to it. And then eventually, you know, that settles down. <laughs> yeah, eventually but someone else is just as right? numb as you are, and then you just hang out. <laughs> yeah, I was just in this pinball machine from hell. Like, fuck yeah, hit me that emotion flipper. <laughs> <laughs> what was like the craziest? So, like, like you said, like uh, fourteen years marriage. Like, what was like the most alarming? Like, because obviously you knew about dating apps and stuff because you're in comedy, and how the fuck can you escape it? But like. Like what was like the weirdest like realization when you like were quote unquote, like getting back out there, you're like, Oh, I got to do this now. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, like the, just the weirdest one to you out of all of the shit that people do in like this era. Um, well, I, let's see. I didn't even get too wild though. Cause I'm always like, if I meet someone I like, I'm like, man, I'm in, I'm in the, like I did, right? wasn't, my friends would be like, you should date around. Like, see, I was like, ah, why this, <laughs> the one girl makes me just shit diarrhea from nerves i don't if i had another one my my fucking ass will fall off yeah like if i do this three times this week i'm fucking dead yeah so i don't think i can handle that i should have just been like i should just become a monk and figured out all my shit (laughs) yeah i'm i'm of the generation for sure that like technically i should have like been at least at some point in my life like rampantly on dating apps and i just never have 
uh, I've tried them and I just never like, it was a thing of like, I, it's kind of what you're saying. It's kind of like, Oh, I could like try to hook up with a bunch of people based on like, you know, a few texts that we exchange and then they're horny on that specific night. Or like, I could like, you know, chill out and jack off for a few weeks. And then like, maybe I'll happen upon someone that I actually am like, Oh, this is worth dedicating that energy to. And then explore that. Cause that's more fun to me than like, the keeping track of how much fucking ass I'm slaying, you know? <laughs> yeah. It is weird that there's still this like sort of notion that you got to go out and just fuck, you know? I yeah. mean, it's fun, but it is like a good way. Well, you can get hurt. Right. And then I was always worried. I was like, yeah, but then like, I don't mean, I mean, you know, you probably should read the ethical slut. If this appeals to you, I, heard it's <laughs> I mean, I really heard it's a great book for all that shit. Maybe. Um, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, But <laughs> I just couldn't be like, I don't know how well I'd be with like, just banging someone and then having to look and be like, Oh no, I don't actually want to be a part of your life. Yeah. Like I, I like doing little fun shit with you and then fucking, but like it, in no world would I ever consider you worth like introducing to my friends. Right. Right. And I've and been I, on the side of that. That is basically like, Oh, Oh, I'm just some dude who will come over cause I'm a sucker. Right. And then, you know, and that, I mean, that's the person you're really fuck me. And I was just like, I had to be like, Hey, look, uh, here's the problem is I caught feelings and I'm like way into you. And uh, you seem to be fairly comfortable with just kind of like keeping me like in orbit, you know, like I'm the international space station for Dick. (laughs) Like I'm just right up there about five miles above the atmosphere. (laughs) And, uh, so I was like, you're spot Dick. I had to basically be like, Hey, I just don't think we should talk at all because I keep getting, I'm going to get real fucked up. So, you know, I'm not like, basically, (laughs) I'm not not saying like, you know, I hate you or it's just like, you know, we obviously want different things. So please don't contact me. And then like, you know, two days later you get that heartfelt, like, you know, I never really was able to probably tell you what you mean. You're just like, Oh my God. Hey, maybe. And then, you know, a couple weeks after that, you get that drunk call. And it's like, yeah, eviscerated. It's like, Whoa, what did I do this week to make you (laughs) hate me? So I didn't know that my parents didn't make enough money to be taken seriously. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I am kind of poor. and I grew up like with rednecks. Sorry. You know, I'm trying funny. to make something of myself. It was you know. funny about all that shit, man. Is so like you mentioned earlier in our conversation, is like I had a bit of a hoe phase last year for sure. Uh, See, that's what I should have been doing. Though. But here's the thing, though, based on what you just said, like I, from experience, uh, after being in a relationship where I really cared about the other person and learned a lot about myself and developed and grew, like I felt pretty, like I didn't feel like bad, like oh I did something wrong, but I like felt guilty about like hooking up with people and then not like dating them further where we're like, Oh, let's go on like a date. You know, like anytime I was like trying to find felt like used, even if they didn't like, even if they like, sometimes I feel, I feel like I did that a couple of times where maybe I did hurt someone that way. Uh, but I also feel like even when it was probably pretty chill both ways and it was like very much just pleasures of the flesh on both ends, I still felt this weird sense of like shame and guilt about it. And I think that's because, uh, I 
am a romantic and i think you are too because i've heard oh, your I'm music a, yeah <laughs> yeah, I'm a, yeah it's terrible no what are you I, talking I, about? I, music's amazing. I was in therapy and i was oh the music's okay oh, okay Thank, i thought you were you. Just shitting on your band i was um, like no yeah yeah the, the experience of being a, a hopeless romantic is terrible i agree no yeah i don't recommend i don't even think it's healthy like i used to be like man i'm the last romantic you know people would be real lucky to be with me and then in retrospect it's like nobody wants that it's t- it's so much. It's so exhausting. It's Even gotta the songs, be like I tell people now. Like I write all these fucking like hokeyish like you know like love songs that boomers would get. like. I love Tom Petty and shit. So I'm just <laughs> well, yeah. pretending I'm Tom Petty because the world's ending and I got nothing else to do in this little ass apartment. <laughs> um, but all that shit's not good. Like it's fun to sing and it's fun for movies, but that's it. It's fantasy. It's just like fight club. You should not start a club where you and your friends beat each other up. No right. matter how much Chuck Palahniuk made it sound like that was the <laughs> philosophy for becoming a man. He was shitting on it. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, no matter how much you misinterpreted it as what yeah. masculinity should be. <laughs> and same thing with like, I mean, at, at the same time I'm making the shit, but you know, it's, it's like a, it's like porn or something. Like that's what some, I was gonna say. Someone wants to be fucked that way, but don't assume out of the gate that she wants you to fish hook her and spit on her face. <laughs> yeah, you but can't if she's go. like, "Hey, I like to be," I you like can't to be. Uh, you can't. Bust I told the girl, she was like, "I want you to kind of like choke me, like do all this kind of shit." That was sure. like, "Whoa, okay." And I was like, you know, if, whatever. I'm not gonna squeeze because I don't want a corpse in here. But uh, <laughs> she goes, "But like, but I don't want to have to tell you that." And I was like, yeah, right. but you have to oh. tell me." <laughs> At yeah. least once. I was again like, hey, maybe she likes danger. Uh, I mean, that's like the old Louis bit. I, I was guess, literally just thinking about. Yeah. I was about to. I was about to be like, if I could bring up a problematic joke from my past. Yeah, uh, yeah Louis bit about that. I'm not yeah, gonna rape you. Like, that <laughs> the was, like, off chance that you're in Right, right. Which is even. I'm like, yeah, I'm totally that's fucking, not. That's crazy. Going with that now, but. uh yeah, but you're right. Like, you yeah, can't, you, you should can't be just... able. You should have to at least once say like, "Okay, I like this kind. Like, I like things more intense than your average bear." Sure, but and, I think uh, that's it's a tough one uh, uh, to uh, bring up. Like, like you said, like on the first date, you can't bust out the cat suit and be like, "All right, we're doing this now," because you have to you, consent to be part of a kink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all. Yeah, it's like a whole awkward thing for everyone. So, but it, I was like, you know, at the point, I don't know I d- how the fuck that came up for me. But, uh, <laughs> well, like I do the- like, I do like that your, your comparison. I'm genuinely, I like this comparison a lot about how like that kind of romantic songwriting or, or whatever it is, uh, can be compared to porn in some ways, because I think that, well, yeah, it's not realistic. It's not realistic, but I think it's, uh, indicative. Like you want to heighten, right? You want to heighten a thing that is based in some reality. Yeah. Entertainment's all about heightened reality. Yes. Like if red could be more red. Yes. And, and so, so it's, it's so when you happened. get, when you get that, when you get that thing, and especially if you're like, you know, like me and presumably you are as well, where you're like raised on all this heightened, like, you know, like you say, you bring it up fucking John Cusack movies and shit. And like, you know, like fucking, uh, high fidelity and fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, yeah. well, 500 days of summer and all this bullshit. Yeah. Oh God. I, I can't even, I know I've seen parts of that movie and I've dude, read the synopsis and I'm like, dude, Ugh, I think I've been that fucking wiener. I absolutely I have been that guy, but not as grossly like it hasn't been that twee, but I've been that fucking guy for sure. Uh, I've been like that head over heels. My, yeah. I think my, like with the one scenario, my, my gripe was always just like, I fucking set a pretty clear, mature boundary. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, so I know it's really gross to catch romantic feelings now. Like that's like the worst thing you could do is legitimately care about another human being. Right. But or, it, or do it, it too did fast. Happen yeah. To me and shit. And, uh, it, but I was like, listen, here's the case. 
here's, you know, here's the deal. This is where it's at. And like, if that, you know, that's a problem with the way things are going. So let's just, but then that like for someone to turn around and be like, oh, so now I, I know where the leverage bar goes on this guy. Uh, and that's okay. when I was like, man, you are, that's, that's not, fucked up. That's not ideal. That's not yeah. ideal. Oh my God. I told you my Achilles heel and you shot me in it. Yeah, I trusted you with, with with my fucking kryptonite, and then you fucking put it in my cereal. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's something happened to that person, and you just gotta be like, but you still, I was, you know, fucking still mad. No, of course, I mean, yeah, of course, because yeah. you, you, anytime you put yourself out there in a vulnerable way, and then, you know, I mean, if it happens uh, and it doesn't seem uh, calculated, and you get hurt, it's like that sucks. But when it does seem more like a thing of like, oh, you acknowledge, you net recognize this thing about me. And then absolutely weaponized it against me. Like that's devastating. That's, <laughs> I've been there. I've, I've I had my one of my best friends. Uh, shout out. Uh, I mean, I'm like, why would I? I mean, he knows who he is. He did the theme song for the original thing before we started doing quarantine. But I I had that happen a long time ago, like over a decade ago, where my best friend uh, from high school and college, uh, I had like this stupid, you know, teenage boy crush on his girlfriend, who is now his wife. And when they had a break. Uh, well, like sometime when I was like 19 or whatever, she absolutely was like, Hmm, what's a, I know that Kevin has this stupid schoolboy crush on me. I'm going to absolutely take advantage of that. And I'm not saying this to shit on her because like, I've seen, I've talked to her recently. Like we're still friendly and everything. We've all grown since then. But like, it is a thing of like, is absolutely like, no, I needed a thing. And I knew that I could yeah. expose, I get that thing from you by exposing this part of well, your that makes personality sense in your fucking 20s sure exactly, exactly i mean it's not a good idea if you can get the knowledge and maturity to not do that in your 20s then you're doing a great job already but yeah, yeah when you're when you're, you're pushing 30 or whatever your, yeah, yeah coming up on your mid and in my case late 30s right it's like hey what part of please don't do this to me did you not understand <laughs> We're still doing this? Why are yeah. we still doing this? I thought we had a meeting. <laughs> it's just like, well, well, that's what happened. I mean, that's what happens. But, you know, with the songs and things, it's like songs like, you know, people are always wanting to save people in songs and shit. Oh, like, yeah. Dude, you know, that's just Wonderwall. And it's like, you can't save anyone. Most people can't even save themselves. And from what, really? Right. Yeah. But it's it like, just, you got to. It sounds great. I've been there. I was like, God, I wish, some, I wish someone would come and save me. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. Or, they're going to show up and they're going to do their best and you're going to be counting on them to save you while you don't do anything for yourself and you're going to pull her down too. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm dangerously close to doing that to be. Oh you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know. My the shit per, was the problem always... with like knowing this shit is you still fuck up once in a while. Dude. Like we sound like we're these like fucking, wow, these guys really got together. I'm nope. going <laughs> to do this shit in five years. I'm going to make all these fucking mistakes again. Yeah. Remember I, how I, I, remember I, how I, I don't. And I say, I'm not gonna, but like, I'll probably, I mean, you know, this relationship I'm in now, maybe it'll go and go and go or it'll end. And then I'll just be out there like, you know, twisting in the wind again, like, Hey, and then I'm like, no, you don't understand. And she's just going through some shit right now. It's like, Ugh. yeah, dude, you are the shit she's going through. <laughs> That's so accurate. You know what's funny is like, yeah, like you said, we're 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 sitting here talking like we got our shit together. We're dialed in. I literally brought up like the neighbor that I hooked up with last week, like earlier in this episode. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I've got everything. I'm even killed shit. Like I wasn't spending all of my work day today, like listening to like cheesy electronica music from like my 20s and just like be like this song. This song reminds me of how I feel right now. I'm like, I mean, it feels good to like indulge that shit. And I'm trying to keep like, you know, like I know this isn't 
what's happening, yeah, but it feels like good. A drug, man. It is. Like it is. Favorite. I mean, that's love addiction. That's how that happens. Yeah. Because I remember I was like, I'm never settling for anyone I don't feel this fucking crazy about. And then you get smashed Ugh. up. And then, you know, and then, you know, I was fucking just pulling myself out of the wreckage and hooked up with someone and then got into a long term kind of, you know, bumpy road at the beginning, then reconnect later relationship thing. And it's like, did not feel as Twitter pated because everything else going on was like, maybe it's just a sign. And sometimes right? still you're like, and then you're like, no, it just means that you aren't going to get all fucked up you're like <laughs> you're growing a thing instead of just having it dropped on you <laughs> that's so true it's so true but it yeah. is it is honestly it's not as it doesn't have that fucking dumb romance you're not right. fucking like running around humming your you know yeah it's the thing it's the thing of like you have this thing that like you know because of however you created your view or beliefs about love and your youth and like it's stuck in there pretty deep and you can fight against it but like when you do that shit where you put you're just putting that on somebody else to deal with and it's so fucking it's so selfish to be like because i did i absolutely did that uh uh last year with somebody who's uh you know was a friend of mine for that and now i mean our friendship's fine i think but like is a thing of like, oh, wow, I really uh, made that fucking stupid for no reason because I got in my head about how sometimes destiny or whatever the fuck I was thinking, you know, like whatever that bullshit was. And so like and I don't think I'm going to get that out of my system because I do believe I am a romantic in that way. But I think just calling it out and being mindful of it is all I can really do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's also like. It's both ways. Your emotions are always in motion, which sounds like something a corny therapist would say <laughs> to a room full of grade schoolers. That sounds like a um, real groovy therapist. Like, hey, man, yeah. your emotions are in motion. Well, everyone thinks that, that'll like be $350. Into this <laughs> thing. Like, you're crazy about this person. Like, you feel like Kermit and Piggy on the bikes, you mm -hmm. know? And it's like, oh, I, how could there be another? And it's like, Dude, that you're going to move from that position if you stay with this person mm -hmm. to, oh, I don't really, maybe I don't feel that way. And you're going to have a crisis. Yes. It, you, I mean, people get through all, you know, it's all like even keeled, but everyone's like, I'm, my feelings of greatness are going to be trapped in amber and it's nothing is ever going to be a problem again. That's, yeah. you're really setting yourself up to feel like shit like, and setting someone else up to disappoint you in a way that they probably didn't. You just, Right. And no, then have to I, deal I with how they feel. About, yeah. They have to deal with how the fallout of that too, where they have to feel like they've done something wrong or, or led you on or whatever, because you've put so much fucking weight in this one thing. Yeah. When like if if uh, someone you're dating, I'm just gonna stop saying it for a girl. I think uh, just the reason guys don't do this because we've never been taught to communicate. <laughs> right. 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 Uh, right. <laughs> but I think it's probably changing. I'm sure the young kids are doing a lot better than I did. Um, but yeah, if someone says, don't put me on a pedestal mm -hmm. or, oh, you're so sweet when you're laying on the compliments. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's time to just pump the brakes and probably <laughs> yeah. uh, gracefully exit because they're saying that because they're like, OK, I realize now that you like me way more than I'm going to like you. Yeah, and I'm probably freaked out and I'm going to leave. Sweet's the preamble to goodbye. Sweet is. The, I think I think I think that you should be sweet. I think you, you should. should yeah. But you shouldn't. At, you shouldn't throw sweet at a person as a way of trying to get something out of them that's not happening organically, yeah. maybe. That goes back with the compliments thing. It's uh -huh. weird that I've, I've Full done circle. that before. Well, I just have no restraint. Yeah. Like in the, like when I'm excited, I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm, mm -hmm. I love language. And oh, like, same, same, dude. Shit. 
And then it's like, you're just like, you know, buttering. It's also what fucking narcissists do to like get of, you know, someone into their thing. Totally. So it's like, you're also participating in the kind of fucked up behavior unwittingly, yeah. probably not with the same motive. I mean, it certainly wasn't the way I felt about it, but you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's it, it, love it, bombing or whatever. Yeah. It, it follows some of the same strokes. Like you're not doing it because you're like, pathologically broken you're doing it yeah, it's not like manipulation it's yeah. just like fucking this weird giddiness because whenever you have that puppy dog <laughs> whenever you have because <laughs> whenever you have that puppy dog energy it feels right in the moment and then it, with some hindsight you just get so embarrassed you're like what the fuck was that oh i guess that i got a little drunk and i i just leaned into this thing because i was like yeah. it feels good it must be correct <laughs> yeah every time i hold you it feels like i'm hearing my favorite song for the first time. <laughs> what jump off a bridge <laughs> go listen to your favorite song oh yeah literally is spotify is free like you might have to get ads if you don't have premium but you could just listen to that song <laughs> it'll find new music for you <laughs> it'll find all new ways for you and to fuck up <laughs> Yeah, you freak people out with that. Oh, you like yeah, you saying, like the, you like Jesse's girl. Well, we got like twenty other toxic ass songs that are gonna yeah. fuck your world up, bro. Yeah, but they're all just like you know, they're just jack off fantasies and mm-hmm. that kind of Pretty stuff. Much. But if you wrote a realistic, healthy love song, it would people no one it wouldn't slap. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be a club banger. It's not gonna be the no. top forty pop. Well, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Although I'd say Phil Collins against the odds is probably the one of the healthiest breakup songs ever. Ooh. Written. People love to shit on Phil Collins and it's like whatever, you know, he's ah, he's all right. Cheesy, but I I can dig on some of that shit. No, know? absolutely. I fucks with any like, you know, that's that's why I like uh and I hopefully uh, I actually didn't even remember to ask you because we just went right into the episode, but uh, hopefully yeah, yeah, we're talking about to... relationships a lot, aren't we? I like it. It's cool. This is it's like good. therapy. I feel like I'm I can... far enough away from it now that it's not like my, you know, post divorce slash weird dating. You know, I was on some podcasts where it's just like, I don't fucking get anything. <laughs> yeah, now you've got some context for it all. But oh what I was going to say is, do you have a, hopefully we'll be able to play uh, that that uh, that song that you were telling me about uh, on this. Maybe we've already heard it, honestly, because I might have put that in the break between the intro and this part. Yeah. You can if it's available. Uh, I don't know why I brought that up. I had a thing. I had a reason. But it was, uh, who could care? Because uh, I guess what I was going to say is I was going to try to somehow organically go in for the close here because literally I could talk to you for like three hours. But these podcasts, these episodes, we're trying to skew around an hour just to keep people engaged when there's, yeah, you know, no when it's time to do anything right now. Dude, I haven't like actually listened to a podcast besides Neither my own I. when I'm editing it like in so many months it's crazy <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't listened to one this whole time i feel bad there's like people who the numbers are down for i got a lot of people who podcast for an income yeah okay, yeah I, mean, I think my i think that's my girlfriend's job i think she's just a professional podcaster or something. <laughs> now that there's no comedy it's unprecedented times and there's no uh there's no there's no stimulus package for podcasters certainly so uh, yeah, well, let's we can go in for a healthy ramp up. Anyway, it's not all. <laughs> once you get through all that shit and stop being hooked on that. Yeah, I think, I think, oh, I think here's the thing I was saying about in motion. So like you start on that giddy up. It's like downhill skiing or something like you're yeah. just going down this hill. But then you get to a bottom of a hill and there's just like huge like dopamine crash because it was so fun. And then you're just staring at each other and you're like. Could I stand to be on the chairlift with this motherfucker? Right, right. You gotta. And then then you gotta, yeah. If you're snowboarding, you gotta take your foot out of the binding and push awkwardly to get back there. And you're like, this is way less fun than uh, that that three minute fucking ride I just went on. Yeah, yeah. So now you're finding out all this shit, 
you know, after you're coming down from a great height, you know, emotionally, and you're like, oh, no. And then that's when usually if you're slutting it up and everyone's, uh, you know, on the same page, you just go like, all right, well, that's I don't think I want to talk to you much longer. That's when you go back to the lodge, yeah. you get a cheeseburger before you go back out. <laughs> yeah. And conversely, most healthy relationships I've been, it starts like with about the same amount of excitement as riding a, a lift. There's some anticipation. You're enjoying the company, but it's just not like we from, you know, you're not blasting the cars from the get go. Right. The lift, the lift stops at one point because probably someone fell off at the top, but you're like, what if this thing's about to break? Ooh. And you get a little excited, but then it keeps going again. You're like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't know if you're ever going to ski again. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, if but I fell from something. here, if I fell from here, would I die? <laughs> or would I, would I be able to get the right down the mountain and make it back home? Okay. <laughs> yeah. We just but came up with a really good metaphor, I think. That's all I'm good at. <laughs> I mean, that's all my stand-up mostly is. I can make anything a metaphor. That's what my therapist would be like. She goes, you're really good at metaphors. I'm like, oh. And, you know, and then I'd be like, well, not really. <laughs> but she goes, but you're really bad at compliments. I go, I know. It's kind of like if. <laughs> and then she's, like, that's a different. then she's like, that's a simile, bitch. And then she kicks you out. <laughs> You know, it's fun is like to try and get ahead of your therapist, you know, and go like, hey, do you think I use metaphors to avoid dealing with the reality of situations? Oh, like, oh fuck. I didn't even know we were going to have to deal with that. I was like, yeah, neither did I. But I just thought of your job for you because I'm out of my mind. I, As a psychology minor in college, I often try to uh, do therapy on myself in therapy. And then she'll go, no, uh, not necessarily. Let me do my job. And I'll go, you're right. <laughs> That's funny. I never, yeah, I never did that to... My, I remember at one point I was like, uh, I was like, this shit's really working. Like, I feel like I had like, I don't know if it was like a breakthrough because I didn't have like one specific trauma or something I was trying to like break down. And I kind of knew like what the contributing factors to my particular issues are. Right. I was just like, I mean, I went to her first time. I was like, I need some strategies. Like, I understand <laughs> like this is my parents' fault or, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, or that dog looked at me weird that time. And that's why I feel this way about gingerbread. But it's like, <laughs> you know, like what the fuck? Do, I get it. But I have so many friends like they go to therapy forever and they're like, oh yeah, because my parents fucked me up. And I go, oh, what do you do about that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. I take these pills. Like, <laughs> yeah, I went to therapy yeah, so I could get pills. <laughs> yeah, you're still the same pain in the ass. Is there no hope? Now you're and just then, addicted to a thing. <laughs> yeah, but my my therapist was pretty good. And I was like, this stuff is really like, I mean, my life isn't exponentially better, but like I'm so much happier about it. And no, me too. Like, and she goes, Well, how what worked? She said it like she's pretty young too, I think. Like not super young, but you know, yeah, younger than me, right, which right, isn't right. that hard to do these days. <laughs> um and I was like, I don't, I, I, she's just like, what worked? Like it had never happened before. Like I imagine so much of being a therapist is just someone coming to you every week with the same, it'd be like a personal trainer who's trying to coach someone that won't do jumping jacks and eats a jack in the box as yeah, soon as they leave. Yeah. Keep smoking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how come I'm not losing weight? It's like, cause you don't listen to a fucking thing I say, but I, but I, I will take so, your money. <laughs> yeah. I was so burned out and at the wall by the time I went in. I was like, I'll do just even if you think it's silly and corny and dumb, just like the shit you've been doing, trying to self-help yourself out of this shit. You're mm -hmm. fucking headed towards a fucking rope and a beam. <laughs> so and, I was like, and a I classic sailor's that. knot. <laughs> yeah. Or Air Force knot, I guess. Yeah, we go. Yeah. <laughs> Off we go into the wild blue yonder. And oh, uh, my goodness. so I just told her, I was like, yeah, I was like, I don't know. I just like, 
I just did what you said because what I was saying was not fucking working. Yep. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, sorry that it's that the answer is that hopeless. I like, you did a good job. Like, I trust you and you've got great, you know, bedside manner over the fucking iPad I talked right. to you on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, honestly, it was just a lot of like, you just, I surrendered to my own miserableness. It was like, let's, all right, let's just fucking go see what the other way is. And it's been, you know, somewhat better. And now. You seem you seem pretty centered and good to me. Like uh, you yeah, know, I'm hanging in. I'm having a rough. I'm having a rough fucking day today. But uh, <laughs> well, I hope this was a little bit made it a little bit more fun. Yeah, let's do a more no more. Uh, eh, it's just a lot of crazy shit's been going on. Uh, but I'm you know I'm hanging. I'm just like let's see what happens next. That's serenity where, somewhat. That's where I've been. Like like even though you know as we go for the the plugs wrap up here, uh, I will say that uh, it like. That's what I always try to cling to is like, hey, you know, eventually sometimes stuff is cool uh, because, you know, obviously this whole year has been dog shit. And then like, you know, last week, like we did the bare minimum as a country and that got me like excited. And then like literally moments after uh, Georgia went blue, I got to eat pussy for the first time in a while. And so that was fucking awesome. And so I was like, wait a minute, that was like a really cool week. Hell yeah. Uh, and- eating pussy since you've eaten sushi. Hey, <laughs> not to equate the two, but like <laughs> they're two things I enjoy eating, and you know <laughs> they are two things. And I do put soy sauce on both of them, unless yeah, I eat go. pussy at Sugarfish, and then they say just do it the way we ask you to do it, oh, and that, that is that, a specific reference to LA sushi. Wow, that that nobody, is the last place I had someone I know ordered a bunch of Sugarfish. It's so and then good. I, Someone in my little pod of like, I'm willing to die of disease from hanging out with you. (laughs) We all got one. I get it. I love how it's like the pods thing is like, they're not, it's not that much safer because like everyone's still like doing those like regular little risks of like, oh, touch the doorknob. Sure. Right. Right. uh, I went to the store. Yeah. It's just like, you're not, you're just exponent. No matter how safe anyone is, it's like on the way over to see your tested and agreed upon small group of friends, you Maybe you pick something up. I don't know how this shit works. Like yeah. For a minute, it was like, if you, op- I was used to be like, put a towel under the door in case COVID gets in. <laughs> and now in. I'm like, when's the last time you washed your hands? <laughs> oh, God. But, well, Rick, yeah, they we're, Sugarfish. We're going to, Sugarfish is amazing. And of course, the thanks, thank you to Sugarfish for sponsoring this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just putting it out into the world. I'm hoping yeah, that they sponsor well, it. I like uh, to put wasabi on the pussy. <laughs> I like it when a pussy's literally on fire. I think that would be fucking insane. And I mean, I remember Steve-O snorted wasabi on Jackass, and that hurt a lot. So I imagine it's a similar thing, but from a different oh, yeah, end. It's a mucus membrane. So, yeah, yeah. so please uh, do not do, not do that <laughs> wasabi on anyone's genitals. Unless you're totally into it. And it's like, but also make sure to have a conversation. Yes. With and first. not on the you, first date. <laughs> yeah. I want you to put wasabi on my vagina, but I don't want to have to tell you that. Guess what? You're you're gonna have to tell, me. and you're gonna have to supply the wasabi. Who do you think I am? I'm not bankrolling your whole kink here. Yeah, I don't just walk around with green horseradish in my pocket. <laughs> now, uh, obviously, Rick, this episode is coming out Friday the thirteenth. Whoa! Hey, uh, holy November shit. this Friday. Oh, um, that's this week. What that's week. this week. Yeah, what a week. Uh, obviously. <sighs> We've probably already heard uh, the song that you uh, have been working on. You've been working on some music. Uh, what would you like to people to check out, uh, music or comedy wise? Where can they find you? Now's the time for plugs. All right, great. Well, I did put out a comedy record this year. It's on Spotify and iTunes and stuff. Hell yeah! Um, it's called As Above, So Below. It was supposed to be called As Above, So Below, live at the Comedy Attic and Comedy Underground to make that weird cryptic like 
ancient hermeticism title sound less pretentious <laughs> and more like, oh, duh, it's clever. Yeah, uh, get but it, instead, get it, it just sounds like I'm some kind of like, yeah, weirdo fucking like Thalemite stand up. <laughs> uh, Jack Parsons' favorite comedian. <laughs> the Aleister Crowley of stand up. <laughs> it's like, I don't have any real. Um, I have no allegiance to any of the uh, philosophies of how to live or die. But you do perform blood magic in your stand-up, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that would be funny. Uh, no, but I will, you know, I will masturbate onto a candle if one's around. <laughs> Why not? So that's out, and it's pretty, I mean, I yeah, was going to record that, that this oh. year, but this happened, and right. I just had to, I had some decent enough sounding voice memos, because I record myself to hate myself later. Sure. Well, I mean, just really to criticize to critique and then improve uh if, if you do comedy and you're not listening to your sets you're just going to kind of stay mostly the same at it i think true i find uh you know i've obviously you've never fucking heard of me so <laughs> take that with the shaker of salt um <laughs> but i was like well these will do and then i just you know since it was from the two it was from the comedy attic in bloomington which is my favorite club and the comedy underground in seattle another place i always had a great time at i was like these you can hear the jokes enough and i kind of liked that i didn't know i was recording my album and the crowd didn't know it's a very authentic an album was yeah there was no stakes for anyone i was just the feature act both times so it was like they were there to see kyle Kinane at one show and sure. you know probably just the idea of comedy at the other <laughs> just and, the friday uh, night that they needed yeah but i was like well you, you had decent feature sets those nights and uh you know, it was, you just did the material. It was like, it sounds like a real, sh it sounds like just going to a show. It doesn't have any like, uh, sort of some, you know, sometimes that things I don't like about a special is it like feels observed. Sure. Certainly. Yeah. You're raw. You're really the raw dog in it with your comedy special. You're just going in fucking without any protection. And yeah, it, but not like I'm so punk rock and meant to do that. Yeah, just, I, was gonna say I would also love rock. to have a weird stiff, overly pristine uh, <laughs> thing where the audience is sort of performatively laughing. Yeah, you know, sure. Just so you I want, fit you want in. to have a manufactured set someday or a manufactured recording. <laughs> yeah, I want to be, you know, I want to be, have the same quality as everyone else. But this one is, it's well, a little bit echoey at times. Listeners can get in on the ground floor of this punk rock fucking shit. They'd be like, oh, I heard Rick Wood back when he didn't know he was taping a special. So go listen to that. I'll throw the link up in the description of this uh, to wherever. I'll probably put like the Apple podcast or Spotify link up in there. Uh, and you're on social media at Rick Wood with zeros, right? Yeah, zeros instead of O's because some other like some accountant got there first on one of the platforms. The other <laughs> one's like a psychic life coach. <laughs> the people that share my name are all fucking weird. And I act like I'm not, but it's like a horror novelist, a psychic life coach, a photographer. He's the most normal of us. I think this guy does photographs for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. I got a, uh, I got an actor, uh, a, a, I think a screenwriter and a guy who writes expanded universe Star Wars novels. That's right. Uh, he also wrote a novelization of a Rush concept album. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you really want to have like a nerdy fucking <laughs> something like I, I grew up loving that band and obviously like, you know. Because at the time I was not really into the girls. I mean, I was into them, but they weren't into me. So I right. was like, "Well, let's just focus on the guitar, so that we can level out the playing field here." <laughs> In a couple of years, yeah. And so I was just really into like space and guitar. And if you're into those two things a lot, Rush is your band. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, speaking of music, uh, do you have any uh, music stuff you want to promote? 
Oh, yeah, you can go check out. Uh, I got this group. I mean, it's like mostly me and then whoever I can get to help uh, called the Earth Satellites. And we're kind of finishing up a record. Hell yeah. Now, I mean, we, we heard- it's all full. It's all just full of like these heartache songs that I don't even care about. I mean, I know it's not good to promote your music by saying you don't care. But <laughs> I do, like I've, I'll be working on them. I'll be like, are you really this broken up about anything? Like, you're you know, well written, but I'd, like, I'd be remiss to have anyone involved here. I'm like, oh, is that? I'm like, no, I felt that way for about 15 minutes and then I wrote yeah, it down. It's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, you're like, I don't yeah. feel invested in it emotionally anymore. It's still a good song. Like, you know, I did a good job making this song, but I am not connected yeah. to that sentiment anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hate about making songs is people like they take it more seriously than the writer does. Like, was that about me? Oh, yeah. Love to say I go, not really. It's I, like, it's a, they're all about me. Really. <laughs> they're really just all about me. And I, you just use whatever happens to you to like, you know, like you said, like ratchet up reality. So Absolutely. It's like this emotional fucking roller coaster. Oh, that's but a good it, episode title. I'm writing that down. Hold on. Ratchet up reality. <laughs> so far I have Spud Dick and just, ratchet up reality. Yeah. Those are my episode title options. <laughs> yeah, something more accurately penned wouldn't be as exciting to listen to. So that's exactly. What I mean, I or don't my girlfriend probably is like, how come you don't write songs about me? I'm like, cause <laughs> kind even killed people in situations aren't as fun to write. Yeah. I can write a million tunes about a toxic nightmare. Yeah, you like, break me and I'll write some shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I try not to be too mean either, although at times I have. But it's no, like, it's, yeah, it's I hate always... that. Those break up like emo. I couldn't oh, no, no, no. stomach at a certain point. I'm like, come on, these girls couldn't have been that bad. Yeah, you're you're being a bit much right now, you 19-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I try to be more self-reflective. So yeah, people check out the Earth Satellites, everybody on Spotify. And, and and other things, Bandcamp, right? You're all yeah. in all those places. Bandcamp is where you can find the newest shit. Yeah. Bandcamp or, you know, SoundCloud, poke around. We're mostly, like, use SoundCloud to just store the ideas and share them. But I'll, I'll throw some links. I'll throw some links up some in there. there. Yeah. Uh, but, I'll yeah. get my quick, my quick plugs out here. Of course, you can follow me at KB Anderson Yo and all the things. Go over to patreon.com slash bleak and review if you haven't already. Consider donating a couple bucks because my new show with Hollis Black, Fun Hinged, is back for season two. I know it's weird to have a season two when you've only had five episodes, but we went through a whole thing and you hear about it right now if you go subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, so yeah, that's Bleak and Review. No, patreon.com slash Bleak and Review. Follow Rick, listen to his music, listen to his comedy. Rick is one of the funniest and most talented people I know. And you're going to hate that I said that because it's a compliment. Yeah, he doesn't know anyone. <laughs> I know. I, what do I know? I know my pinky finger. I know my Rick finger, my Rick finger. And I know <laughs> I didn't even mean to say that, but hey, it worked. Uh, <laughs> uh, Rick, thank you so much for being here, buddy. It's always great talking to you. Uh, oh, likewise. Uh, we'll be back next Friday, everybody. Rick, say goodbye to all the good people. Hey, goodbye. And hey, look, if you're feeling down and you feel like... Uh, checking out wait till april and see how you feel wait till april this is uh it's going around it's going around and we are on a trajectory that will write itself eventually we'll see you next week everybody well rick hasn't done it but he's giving good advice (laughs) bye everybody Uh